Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Moms Talk Autism. Um, <laughs> we have been chatting for a while now before we hit record, and uh, we're a little sassy today. So we'll see we'll see how this goes, everyone. Just just buckle in, and uh, we'll take you on a little ride today. We're going to talk about the holidays. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. All right, so um, the holidays. Oh, buddy. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Or maybe that makes you really happy to hear that. I don't know. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about (laughs) all the the emotions that come with hearing those those words. Um, So we all live in the United States of America, and we kind of we covered Halloween recently, um, but we also will be talking. Uh, I think we'll specifically mention Thanksgiving and Christmas because those are holidays that we all celebrate. Um, but we do realize that there's lots of holidays in the November December range that these kinds of things can apply to, um, and also you know any holiday really. Um, we'll just we'll kind of dive in and and use this, you know, to whatever your situation, um, applies. applies That's not what yeah. I, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. It's early. All right. So anyway, um, when I say the holidays girls, what, do, what kind of feelings does that conjure up? Um, your growing up, you know, versus your word. reality now. What? <laughs> I, I love conjure. That. Conjure. It's I like love conjure. witchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah. I'm I mean, sorry. Continue on. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, mute I'm, me. Uh, <laughs> I will mute you. I will. No. Um. Uh. Just yeah. What, what does what does that kind of um? How were the uh, holidays yeah. for you growing up versus how they are now? Because I imagine they're pretty different. They are for me. Um. Mm-hmm. Before we started recording, Shannon was mentioning um how she kind of had a a light bulb moment at one particular holiday. And so Shannon, why don't you start us off? I I love how you call it a light bulb moment and I called it a psychotic break, but <laughs> I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I know. I thought the thing I love about you most, Brittany. <laughs> well, thank you. I also would like to acknowledge the fact that we were like, guys, we're going to start recording at eight. And then we got on and we messed around for 40 minutes. Some of that and was my fault, but yeah. No, right. no, it's fantastic. Just letting everybody know where we are this morning. Um, <laughs> okay. So we were, before we started recording, we were talking about the holidays and the way that they were for us, you know, as kids. And for me, the holidays were always my absolute favorite time of year. Like I grew up in a family where we had these traditions that we did every year and it was very happy and Um, We would always do, you know, Christmas Eve on my mom's side of the family and all of my aunts and uncles would come and my great grandma would make chili and cornbread and we would go walk through. There's a neighborhood here in Tucson called Winter Haven and the neighborhood 
lights it up for Christmas. Like people would go all out and decorate their houses and all of the kids would all get together with the parents and we'd walk through Winter Haven or like as we got older, we would rollerblade and the parents would walk and like (laughs) then we'd go back to grandma's and eat more chili and open presents. And so the holidays for me were always something that I really looked forward to. And I had these set expectations in my mind of like what every holiday was going to look like, because that's what it looked like my whole life. And um, I was able to continue that with Maya, right? So we still did all the things. We still always did Winter Haven. We still always did Christmas Eve. And I think, you know, I've, I've talked about this before. I don't know if I've talked about it on an episode or not, but our, the first Christmas that I had my break (laughs) was when it just became glaringly obvious that with the life that we now live, Christmas wasn't going to look the way that I always thought it was going to look for the rest of my life. And we were at a Christmas event here in Marana, um, and it's called Christmas on the Farm. And you go and they've got, you know, all the jumping pillows for the kids and um, a train ride looking at Christmas lights. And you can get your picture with Santa and, you know, Mrs. Claus. And it's like this whole thing that is basically everything in life that I love all in one little farm. And, um, you know, I... Gracie at that point had been doing really good walking. Like normally I would have put Gracie in a stroller in a situation like that because it gives me an extra piece of control, you know, to know that if things get out of hand, she goes in the stroller, it's fine. But she had been doing so good. And I'm like, she can handle this. Like we're going to let her walk and we're going to go in and we're going to, you know, have snacks and we're going to get a picture with Santa and Mrs. Claus and it's going to be glorious. And, um, that was my first mistake. (laughs) Not only thinking all those things, but not bringing a stroller. And, you know, we walked in and um, Gracie had no interest in Santa or Mrs. Claus. And it wasn't even like she was terrified of them. Like some kids have, you know, the fear of that. It wasn't even that. She just really, all she wanted to do was run around in circles, buy a planter and giggle. Like that's all she wanted to do with all of the Christmas, everything going on around The only thing she wanted to do was run around in circles by a planner. And the control freak part of me who thought that holidays had to look a certain way spent the entire time trying to corral her to do the thing that you're supposed to do while you're at these events, which was not on her agenda, which then led to a massive meltdown because one, I wasn't taking into consideration anything that she wanted at all in that moment. I was only thinking of myself and the way that I thought that things should be. And it led to a meltdown. And, you know, when Gracie was much smaller, I mean, I want to say this was like three years ago, probably. Um, you know, flailing, meltdown. I didn't have a stroller. I ended up having to have my cousin sit with Gracie while I went back to the car to get the stroller. And um, I just remember walking out to the parking lot and it's like one of those dirt parking lots because you're on a farm and just getting to my Jeep and opening the back door to get the stroller and just like having to sit down. And I sat in the driver's seat of my Jeep and just bawled alone in a parking lot because it was in that moment that I realized that all of the vision that I had for the holidays that I was going to have for the rest of my life where 
we wore matching outfits and took beautiful photos and everybody loved Santa and we're going to have cocoa. Like all of that was not going to happen in the way that I thought it was going to ever again. And I just sat in the Jeep and I just cried and I bawled my guts out. And then I stood up and I got the stroller and I carried it into the farm. <laughs> and we just As you went do. about, yeah, we just went about the rest of the day and, or the evening. And I just, I surrendered and I just let her do whatever she wanted to do. And I mean, not like, you know, swinging from trees and, you know, within pummeling reason. people, within but reason. within reason. Yeah. Like I just, I just let her do what she wanted to do there. And mm-hmm. I think it was one of the hardest moments of this journey. There is a post about it on my Instagram, and it's really interesting because it'll pop up on Time Hop every single year, you know, on the day that it happened. And um, it's just a reminder every single year that I'm actually thankful for. Like, I posted it from a place of, like, hurt and being upset and processing. But it is something that I'm thankful to see every year because since that moment, I have come to realize that I just need to see the holidays through Gracie's eyes. And there's no there's no specific way that I need a holiday to be. And once I really, it took breaking, like it took that break to let go of the expectations that I had. But once I did that, we can still enjoy all those things. Like we can still go to Christmas on the farm and we can, she loves to ride the train. She loves to look at the Christmas lights, you know, but I had to really let go of the expectations that I had about the way that things had to be to realize that Christmas can still be magical and Christmas and Thanksgiving can still be fun and they can still be something that I look forward to. I just have to go into it with a whole different set of expectations. And since then, have we had meltdowns? Absolutely. Has Have things gone the way that I thought they were, like as we went into an event? No, they don't always go the way that I expect them to go. In fact, very rarely do they go the way I expect them to go. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're not enjoyable. It doesn't mean that we can't still have an amazing holiday. I just, I have to get over myself, I think, really, is what it boils down to. And so I say that to moms who are maybe in the beginning of this journey, who are like just going through the diagnosis and, you know, that first set of holidays isn't going to be easy. Yeah. You know, definitely. Mm-hmm. What about you girls? Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> just, needed, just needed a second there. I brought it from way up here to way down here real fast. <laughs> It's, I'm I'm still a little dizzy from it, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, um, I I agree with you. Um, I had a very similar um, take on the holidays in general. They were very magical and wonderful for me. Um, had a wonderful childhood with all of the, you know, the holiday magic. But um, that is not my reality anymore, as far as. I cannot execute it in the same way, doing the mm-hmm. same things mm-hmm. that I grew up doing. Um, I have I have the capacity and the ability to do that, but it is not received um, in the same way for, for my kids. And I, being the adult, need to <laughs> uh, redirect my behavior and my expectations versus them because they are children. And right. and autistic. Right. Some of them are t- autistic, and and they're they're. It's just not going to translate the same way. So um, that's a big like 
realization for for us as parents when when you know and, and this doesn't even need to apply to the holidays but just when you yeah, realize every- that something that you did as a child that you loved isn't going to work for them in the same way mm-hmm. um and it's one of those things that you kind of have to to work through that grief process like we've talked about mm-hmm. and then come out the other side and be like okay I'm going to get the stroller and I'm going to go back and we're going to do whatever, whatever they want to do within reason. Like you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I'm going to enjoy it. That's, I guess maybe the, the kicker is when you can be like, doesn't matter. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this Mm -hmm. for what it is. Um, so yeah, uh, for us, it's a lot of, um, there's a lot of it tied up with food and food expectations and, and certain things that we eat for certain meals and how that just doesn't translate for my kids. Um, So we can still have those things for some of us, but I need to plan and prepare for doing, you know, being a short order cook. Yeah. Still having those Um, chicken nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're all having ham and mashed potatoes and this lovely meal and, and there's nuggets on the plate. Totally. Whatever. You know, it's cool. It's It's, cool. Bring it on. Well, you have nuggets. I got fruit roll-ups, pirate booty. Oh, I mean, pirate booty. I just said nuggets. The animals. But we definitely have all of those things, too. It's uh, pretty bad. Like, Pringles, health-wise. Yeah. Uh, milkshake. You know. Yeah. Those are... Whatever. Yeah, whatever we can do so that we can maybe just sit at the mm-hmm. table together, you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, that sometimes even that is even a feat. Well, no, that that's what I'm exactly. saying. Like, you know, it, I mean, sometimes it's we we put all those things there just to just to be able to have a few minutes just at the table, and then when they right. when they're done, it's then you know it's right. they they can do their thing for sure. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So food expectations are a big one. Um, clothing. Sometimes clothing is optional at Christmas dinner. At our house, I it think just clothing is. should always be optional. Always optional at our house. <laughs> yeah, it just—I mean, but that—that that is, it's because that is the norm. Clothing oh. is optional for every oh day. Oh my god! I so just you can't the national lampoons uh, uh. vacation, and I could just <laughs> everybody looking out from from his RV. Oh, yeah, Eddie, Eddie, Uncle Eddie, Eddie outside. And, uh, Uncle Eddie sees. Sees Austin in a full birthday suit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly right. While, he, exactly. while he's while he's pumping the pump, pumping and the so like the with that, Brittany. Then do you you know like so if you guys have people over to your house, then that's kind of just like a known like, hey, this is yeah. So this is I what did want happen. I, I did want to talk about that a little bit. So there's a big difference between maybe hosting a holiday gathering at your home versus you traveling or being being in someone else's space for a holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so hosting for me um, means a, preparing my guests for a cer- to a certain extent. Yeah. It means keeping um, – we cannot have a very large gathering at our home. Um, typically we, we don't, we just don't do that because it's too overwhelming for Austin. And honestly, like, let's, let's be real here. It's too overwhelming for me Yeah, um, me because too. I have to take care of, of my everything mm-hmm. and host, like, it's just too much. So we can do smaller gatherings and it, it, we're very selective about who we invite over and who we can handle. Um, but there is, there is prep there that can go into it. Sometimes that's an email sent out. 
um, to whoever's coming. Sometimes it's a group text. Sometimes it's a quick phone call um, as, as we, you know, work out who's bringing the pumpkin pie or whatever. Um, and I just kind of fill them in. Um, and then I always have, uh, depending on people's uh, sensory needs and overwhelm, um, I will have plan B and plan C and plan D <laughs> for my child. Yeah. Um, this mostly applies to Austin, but it do- it does apply to Ruby. She she gets overwhelmed too sometimes. And what that ends up being for me, the biggest thing is we tend to have either we will bring in a uh, a, a participant to the holiday gathering that is not solely there as a guest, kind of like a little one-on-one aid situation. Um, I'll get a college student or I'll get like, you know, a friend who's not a family member who has the night free and they'll come over or whatever. And that also means like, maybe we don't have Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. Maybe we Mm -hmm. have Thanksgiving the day before or the day after or whatever. Um, You have to be flexible with, you know, that not actual day working out sometimes too. Uh, but we'll have, we'll have someone come in and help. Um, I will have um, Doug and I will tag team and like, okay, I will take care of Austin and, and just monitor and be with him for the first two hours. And then we'll switch that way. We, we both get some time um, with our guests and being in, you know, involved in conversations and participating fully. Um, I have had guests last year for Thanksgiving we decided to do our own Thanksgiving, just our family, but we had our three very close friends and their families come over for pie, pie only. Um, and that is less overwhelming, not only for me as a host having to make a huge meal, but, uh, for just like time, you know, spent together with a lot of children and and adults in one small space. Mm -hmm. So, um, we did that and it went really, really well. Uh, but, as the day, as, as the pie, we called it pie fest or something as pie fest went on, um, Austin started getting upset and wanted to go on a car ride. And I had three different adults immediately grab their car keys and were ready to take him on a drive. Mm. Um, so, and that's, that's because we were very, very close and they know Austin and it was, it was, we have that kind of comfort level and they did. I can't remember which dad took him, but they just went on a 30 minute car ride and came back. Yeah. So it's like knowing your people too, you know, knowing your people, but that worked out and that was enough to keep him calm. He he ended up going into his room and watching a movie and the rest of us kept on with eating, stuffing our faces with pie. And it worked out great that time. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. I think he actually, one of the dads was actually out front with him for a little bit too. He wanted to play out front by himself and just have a minute. And so he just stood out there and made sure he was okay. Um, We don't let Austin be outside alone um, for various reasons. And, and then he came back in and joined the party. So, you know, there's, there's levels of that, of just being flexible and, um, having your guests kind of be on board with that. Mm-hmm. If you know people are not going to be on board with that and and are going to have problems, then either A, you don't invite them mm-hmm. or B, you maybe you shouldn't be the host. Um, yeah. And and that doesn't mean it's always going to be like that, but maybe for that year, that's just that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anything to add, ladies? No, I think that's um I think that's great. I think it's over the years, we've slowly figured out, um, you know, what's the best thing for us to do, you know, whether it's uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter or whatever it is. Um, and and it, and it 
changes every year too, you know, where mm-hmm. it does. Um, there were a few years where it was like, nope, we, it just, it needs to be at home and, you know, we've, we, I will host and I, and we will have minimal people, um, you know, to then, to then a couple of years being able to go somewhere, being able to go to, you know, to families or whatever friends, but close friends, but, um, and being okay, being there and, you know, again, monitoring Jack and the time and, and the whole, you know, tag teaming, like you said, Britt, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's always changing too, I think as they're growing, you know, it, it, it is always changing. Um, the worst Thanksgiving we've ever had was, a, <laughs> it was, was a couple of Let's years ago. Let's just get ago. that out of there, out of here. <laughs> I, well, I want to. I want to let people know, like, yeah, like we've yeah. had really bad holidays sometimes. And um, Austin was starting a new medication and was extremely constipated um, mm. and very, very uncomfortable. We were doing everything we could to help him, but sometimes, you know, you just have to let time. <laughs> Yeah, do it. You just have to let things like (laughs) move things through on their own time. So we were at a friend's house. We were invited over. Um, I had to prepare one dish, which was great because that's all I could handle. And um, it was a lovely meal. They had they have um, autistic children as well, so they were very understanding. Um, They have a lovely backyard where Austin could roam and be free the whole time we were over there, but he was just so uncomfortable and not just, he just wasn't feeling well. Um, I think I was overwhelmed and very, I was very concerned for him. Like I was worried about his health. And so I was having a hard time relaxing and enjoying myself as well. So I ended up, he, he needed to leave. He just, he was getting aggressive and upset. So I volunteered to take him on a car ride. And I probably spent 15 minutes at their house and I got to sit down for about five and shove some turkey in my face. Mm. And that was it. That was my, that was my Thanksgiving. I spent the rest of Thanksgiving either with Austin at my house or in the car ride driving around and going to McDonald's to get him some French fries. I found one that was open. Mm -hmm. That was my Thanksgiving that year. Praise Jesus. And I, (laughs) yeah, thank you, McDonald's. Um, And I, I cried. I cried as I drove him around and I felt very sorry for myself. Um, But um, that was that year. You know, that's what it was. Last year we had pie fest and it went great and we had a lovely time. So it's just, you never, ever know. Um, And it's just because you have one bad holiday doesn't mean it's always going to be that way, I guess Mm -hmm. is my, is my point and what you were saying as well, or even the next holiday. Um, you adjust and and they adjust and you find different things that work for you and it's not always going to be horrible yeah and and i think i think crying and feeling sorry for yourself is completely valid um it was you know yeah. you know like we, like we talk about with everything through this journey everything is walking through some portion of 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 the grief process. Right. And, um, you know, like Shannon said, she grew up doing Christmas such a certain way. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't know that we're going to have these, you know, exceptional needs children, which we love and we would never change. But at the same time, it's that process of seeing, it's not even a process. Sometimes it's a slap. (laughs) in the face, like Shannon mm-hmm. said, you know, where it's like all of a sudden just hits you that like, 
oh man, I, 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 I wasn't prepared for this. I, what, you know, and, and, and so it is rewalking through another portion of, of grief. And, and, and I think it's completely okay to, to be upset and to feel sad. Um, you know, and then from there to be able to move forward and, and do what's not just good for your child, but what's also good for you. Um, you know, and, 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 and changing, um, you know, our own expectations and then, and then changing the way that it looks for family members, you know, and just saying, this is our life and, and, um, this is what it is. And, and you, you gotta either get on board or, you know, sorry, sorry, then, you know, catch or the next politely train. move out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you at some other thing. Maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe. <laughs> if you're lucky. Maybe. <laughs> that's, oh my gosh. That's so funny. Ruby did that to me the other day. Um, she's like, I said, it's time for bed. I, she goes, no, I need a hundred minutes. Oh, that's her thing. That's her phrase. And I was like, uh, how about five? And she's like, yeah. no, a hundred. And she looks at me. She goes, maybe. Maybe, yeah. maybe a hundred. What do you think, mom? I was like, oh, well, oh, we're geez. negotiating now. This she's is going to be a lawyer. Yeah. She's like, yeah, mm, no, we're going to work through this. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think it is, um, you know, to sh- I'll, I'll share a little bit of, of our story, um, which, um, if any of you listeners have, have heard my own personal story, um, you guys know that, that we lost Jack's twin brother, Jameson, that the boys were born on Christmas Eve. Um, and then we lost, um, Jameson on Christmas morning. So our, our holidays look very differently than most people's. Um, yes, we still try to do, we're we're trying to roll back into, um, some quote unquote normalcy, if you will, in the sense of, you know, we have two little kids and, and we're, we're trying to make it a special thing, but we also we've also very much adapted to um, Christmas is different for us, you know. Um, and no, it's not to say that like growing up, I didn't have happy holidays, but at the same time, I came from um, a divorced family, you know, where my dad had had previously been married. So holidays have always been very different. There was always like two two holidays, right? You know, you spent it, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes you didn't have all of your family. And then as we all started getting older and my sister, older sister started getting married, um, it was always, you know, multiple holidays. So in for the one holiday or mo- multiple gatherings rather. Um, so I, I feel like maybe God was preparing <laughs> my heart a little bit, but, but they do look different for, you know, for Tyler and I, we've really had to, um, we've had to change the way that it looks and we've had to be okay with that, you know, because, um, Jack's diagnosis aside, there's a lot of grief just around, you know, the loss of, of our child. Um, and so we've, we're we're still really navigating through, you know, what's the, what's the best way to, to do these, you know, and we're still figuring it out. And every year I think I, <laughs> I think I, I have it figured out and, oh no, <laughs> the grief is still there and I'm still kind of just running and trying to, you know, so, um, you know, that, that, that changes another aspect of, of it, you know, is that there's a lot of people who 
did not have good holidays before they had their children and had a, you know, an autism diagnosis um, where the holidays maybe were not a happy time, you know? Um, so also seeing things from that lens, you know, and, and maybe, maybe it's like they didn't have control of that when they were younger. And, and, and so now, you know, how can we change it for the better for our, you know, our families and to, and to do what's right for our autistic kids. And maybe that sometimes means we are alone, you know, you spend it alone. You don't have to be with family on holidays, you know, you can be within your own four walls and, and just your immediate people and, and doing it how it works for you you know? So yeah. Good point. I'm off my soapbox now. Okay. Yeah. Are you? Jean's turn. Maybe. Well, let's see what Jean has to say and maybe, maybe I'll throw some more in there. Maybe. <laughs> I have a lot to say. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think I had, you know, my, my family, my parents got divorced at a very young age. Um, and then, married and divorced again and married and divorced again. So, you know, I'm very, uh, uh, was adapted to that things. They, they changed frequently, um, or they just, they look different and then just with natural maturation and getting older, you know, especially obviously even from a neurotypical standpoint, if once you don't believe if, if, you're, if you're talking about Santa um, where there's this imaginary creature, you know, the, 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 the magic of Christmas takes a natural change there. But, um, so yeah, you could kind of look at it. Like it's like this layup <laughs> to this life that this path that now we're walking on with our kids now, um, Tosh and, you know, Rory used to get very overwhelmed by Christmas and so the very first couple of years, even before he was diagnosed, I mean, he would wake up in the morning and like scream bloody murder because all of a sudden there's all these gifts in this room that were not there when he went to bed. And then he didn't really want to open them up. He's adjusted his sales. He's a, he likes it now. He likes Christmas, Thanksgiving. He really doesn't care about. So basically at Thanksgiving is kind of like the kickoff to Christmas, um, fast forward to our move here in Texas from Baltimore, you know, we realized we had to change our traditions, um, as a, as a married couple and a family. Um, I always hosted a lot. I hosted, I would even do Friendsgiving the night before I would then have Thanksgiving the next day. And, um, you know, with, with Rory, it definitely started hosting was, a huge trigger for him because the energy in the house, I mean, they're very, our kids are very energy sensitive, you know, whether or not you're talking about the bodies or not, but just the planning and preparation. I mean, even like planning birthday parties and any kind of celebration, he needed, he needed one-on-one support then um, to help keep him regulated because he was so dysregulated just from the planning portion of it. Um, but it really has our, I mean, from year to year, holidays do look different. Um, but with Thanksgiving, you know, we started going to, um, a resort and they do basically like a holiday kickoff. 
Um, and there was, you know, breakfast with Santa. There's all these Christmas activities laid out throughout the, you know, the hotel experience while you're staying there. Um, the hotel, it's, uh, he now calls it, he's, as of this year, he started calling it the Christmas hotel. And now he's asking that because he's went with Nana and grandpa, um, twice, you know, or like they've been with us or whatever. And, uh, now he wants mom, mom and pop up. Um, he's like, mom, 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 can I have mom, mom and pop up Christmas hotel? It's really cute. <laughs> it's very, very cute. And, uh, this year I hope I can give him Christmas hotel. I'm really not certain. Um, so, you know, and with McKenna, I think too, McKenna's excitement around the holidays have aided and she's, you know, the younger sibling have really aided in more of even an adjustment for Rory, but Mm -hmm. the, we really had to decrease the expectations. We had to minimize the amount of the amount of activity that happens around the holidays, like for instance, even the week before Christmas break at school is absolutely insane and puts Rory at complete dysregulation Mm -hmm. where he is just completely falling apart at home and, and melting down. And because the environment at school is so different, it's decorated different. There's class parties, there's all these school functions, all these little extra things. And they're taken away from, the typical cadence of their, their school day routine, because the holidays have such a, you know, pertinent influence at that point. But I mean, it's like clockwork every year. Mm -hmm. And for some reason last year, I just didn't anticipate it because he had been coping so well. He was having his like first great year of school ever. And I just thought it'll be fine. And then, and obviously because of COVID, the parents weren't allowed in the school buildings too. So you also had a disconnect of, I wasn't even visibly seeing it. So it wasn't, it wasn't corresponding to me. It wasn't, I wasn't immediately. Yeah. Registering. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it wasn't immediately registering that because in the past I would be able to know and I'd be able to tell, like I would be able to have the same kind of senses and feelings that he could be or similarly that he is having. So I could even dial it back at home, but it was just, it was bad. Um, I mean, he was really aggressive, um, lots of hitting, protesting, spitting, like there was lots of behaviors that were just not on the daily typical basis at a total hundred percent, like volume turned weight up, weight up. So I knew we had to, again, dial it back for this, you know, this year. And um, we then, after the Christmas holiday, traveled for New Year's Eve because my sister-in-law got married. And that was going to be a huge change. Um, But some of what was really good for him during those breaks, what I realized is traveling. But again, there's like all that expense that comes with traveling too. And you know, we were, we were, and are financially strapped. So, um, and this year it's about to take a completely different turn for us because today officially the orders are filed and I'm getting a divorce. And so we haven't told the kids yet. And this is, you know, um, because we need to 
really have certain contingency plans in place before I do that because divorce is so uncertain for them. And Rory's understanding of it, he's going to have a different comprehension level than McKenna is. And that's, um, and I'm, and honestly, I'm learning, there's not a lot of material out there um, and explaining these things. I've been very proactive in talking with this team, his therapist. It's very like, it is, you know, so now there's an opportunity for me now to become a now expert in this arena, reluctantly, once again. <laughs> um, and so he's, you know, and what his previous expectations have been now, he has certain expectations of holidays, right? He has certain expectations. And now that's going to be, you know, kind of working against a little bit of that resistance and shaping what that's going to look like moving forward. It is this constant adaptation. It's a perfect example, a prime example of they aren't, your holidays aren't going to look the same every single, every single year. Year. Mm -hmm. Your, your kids are going to, your kids are going to change whether there's progress or re, you know, or there's regression. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and all those things that, that can impact where you are. And I think the second half or the last quarter of the, of the calendar year is always a hard one because all of these major holidays and then, happen. you know, mm-hmm. it marks the beginning of the school year. It just goes by. It's very fast. It's very rigorous. It's very, you know, it's, 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 it's very fast moving. And, um, at the same point, you know, you're trying to, find the quote-unquote balance (laughs) for your kids and your family Um, favorite word word (laughs) yeah and i um i think you know and there's then you layer this i mean there's a lot of there's the then you're fielding the societal pressures from like Mm -hmm. well this is what other families are doing you know that you get the the comparison or expectation and sometimes those other families whether they're their friends or they're just other community members or their other family members have, they think that what you're, what you're doing, you're like, you guys are on the same wavelength and you're not, and that can be hard to field. That can be hard to draw your boundaries around. Um, and I, I, you know, I will be grappling with that again in a different kind of way this year, but I will say that was probably one of my biggest, biggest hurdles on this path was the attitudes and expectations. And because, you know, whether it's a pagan holiday or a religious holiday, and specifically if it's a religious holiday, those cultural expectations are real gripped. You know, there's a, there's a real firm grip to that and specific to, you know, certain religious practices. And so those attachments can make it really hard for us to, to shift gears and I, and reevaluate what's going to work for us. I mean, you families, I mean, I remember last year during Ramadan and some of the family sharing really great experiences about how they adjusted Ramadan to meet their, their kids needs, but understanding that it could also come at the cost of alienation from their other family at large because they're mm-hmm. not following in line with the typical practices that can happen. And so 
because it can be some of those things are very, very, very strict. And that can be the very, very hard when we have a neurodivergent child where I do think, I think with Shannon's example of Gracie and I follow this lead myself too, is sometimes it's like, I've just, I surrendered and it, it has to be child led within reason. Mm-hmm. I don't sit there and forcibly comply based on some idea standard mm-hmm. that there mm-hmm. should be or idea because you're just bumping yourself up against more and more frustration. And even when, and this is the other odd thing, and I get mad at myself when I find myself doing this, even when you've made a decision that you're not going to do that, you know, you can control that when you're in the four walls of your house, but you go to someone else's house, you still find yourself feeling innately compelled to kind of force certain things with your kids. And then they start melting down and are, you know, resistant and a demand avoidant to all of those things. And now you have a situation. Now you have to think about, you know, always what's your exit plan or how are you going to deescalate? Because sometimes even with all of the you know, anticipate trying to anticipate every single kind of circumstance that could happen. If you are going to someone else's house and you have that relationship with those individuals whom you're at, at the house with, then they, um, it still can end up messy and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's just certain things sometimes that you just can't explain until people have lived it. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what can make it so challenging for us. And, it can be more isolating and restricting at times. Um, we've, we've had not, we've not, we've not, we've, we fell off being invited places. Um, and all those things are, are extremely hurtful. And then you're trying to just make the most of it and insulate your kids from it. And even if your kids, like, especially with McKenna becoming more aware that, yeah, that may your family's is where different that mm-hmm. well we usually do well we usually do this how mm-hmm. come we're not doing this with x yeah. with x y and z mm-hmm. and that's that's really hard yeah. and there's no one there's, there's nothing to really prepare you for being confronted with that to navigate that with yeah. with there's now a whole another layer of of parenting mm-hmm. you, your typical children, if you have them, you know, to, and ex- and trying to explain to them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. I I was yeah. reading up a little bit on this, and um, I I I found a little nugget in one of the articles I read. I thought this was really a good way to look at it. Um, so you have your your holiday, whatever it is, and you have these expectations, whether it's a party or some kind of gathering, public gathering, or or a large group. Um, that you are expected or want to participate in, uh, religious or otherwise. I, th- I think the religious point that you brought up, Gene, is, is very um, interesting and, and true. But, um, you know, you, you can try to participate in that way, and whether that's with accommodations or not, or, or certain preparations on your part, or you can just choose to do a completely different experience, and that just becomes your new thing. Um mm-hmm. As a family, and I liked the idea that you know maybe that maybe when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have even thought that oh well, I could just choose to do something completely different. I, I don't have to do this thing, um, mm-hmm. and and 
it, it is eye-opening when you realize that you do have control. You can, you can say no to pretty much anything. As a family for Christmas Eve, we're a religious family and we try to do um, focus on the religious aspect of the Christmas you know, season on Christmas Eve, specifically in the evenings. And uh, that has morphed drastically over the years for us. We do always try to watch a short religious video of some kind. Um, and that's something that my family can tolerate. Uh, but then we have chosen to do a different experience. We don't do the whole nativity scene and the Christmas care, you know, all the other things that you would think for a traditional uh, Christmas celebration. Uh, we go swimming. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. I like it. Uh, we heat up our pool. Uh, we have a small pool in our backyard, in-ground pool, and we fork over the money to heat that thing up for a night or two. And we put on our swimsuits, and I buy uh, Christmas like pool floats. Like you can get like a, a floaty in the shape of a peppermint patty. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like our peppermint candy um and uh like i one year i got a, a floaty that looked like a reindeer you know and we turn on christmas music and we swim as a family because yeah. that's what we can do and perks of california perks mm-hmm. of california mm-hmm. i do realize that yes mm-hmm. uh, but uh i um in a in a way guys in a way it is a religious experience for us yes. because we are all together as a family and we are doing something that we can all enjoy and there is nothing more special or um that brings more of a sense of peace uh for me than when we we can do that together mm-hmm. and um that can be a spiritual you know, or religious experience, oh, yeah. however you want to Absolutely. look at it. So just, so just keep that in mind. Like, oh, it's so hard with, with family or cultural expectations, like Jean said, that I have mm-hmm. to do it this way, or I have to, well, you know, this is important that we do it this, you know, we participate in this thing, um, you know, try, but, but if it doesn't work out, find something for you. Yeah, and it's okay if yeah. it looks different if everyone's happy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. Thing with your swimming, is it may not be Christmas caroling, and it may not be going on a hayride with Coco, but like you're sitting there in your pool Christmas Eve, looking at your family who is happy and smiling, mm-hmm. and that's what works for you. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And I think that that's one reason I prefer hosting mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when we do gatherings, and it's just. Uh, we always tell everybody our house is gracie proofed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, as Deal long with as it. Maya doesn't, as long as Maya doesn't leave her bedroom door open. <laughs> um, <laughs> yesterday, Gracie wrote forty-five hieroglyphics on Maya's bedroom walls with her markers because she left her door open. Um, but we have touch-up paint. It's going to be okay. I'm trying not to have a breakdown. Um, I feel like you're talking yourself through this. <laughs> I am. Therapy with Shannon. Uh, walked myself through the whole thing. Um, but, you know, our house is Gracie-proof. And that means that we can relax a mm-hmm. little while we are enjoying the holiday. Whereas if I have to go somewhere else, right. we have to be on all the time. Alert. There, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no sitting down and having a glass of wine and chatting because we have to continually be monitoring the situation and knowing where she is at all times. Right. And that is so stressful. It takes away a lot of the enjoyment. So there are very few houses that we can go to where we're not like that constantly. And not only that, but 
in our home, Gracie feels safe. Right. In our home, she has her space. She has her swings, her climbing wall, her blankets, her, you know. So if she does get overwhelmed or if there is a moment, like Gracie always has a safe space to go here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that just may be deciding that you're going to host. And if your other family members are not okay with that, then maybe they do their own thing and you do your own thing. Right. And it may not necessarily be ideal, but again, it goes back into what you were saying, Brittany, where, you know, it's like, this is what works for us or Tosh, like you guys traveled last holiday season because that's what worked for you last holiday season. Um, well, we were hoping it would work. <laughs> well, you know, you know, there were some good, right? good moments, but there yeah, were some there, good moments. And, it, it and everything is a, is a, is a learning curve and, and always trying to figure it out. I think, I think too, with that, Shannon, it's, um, you know, with the expectations of our other family members, because, you know, let's be real that, that, um, if we have these expectations, then, then other people definitely probably have very similar, you know, and so not allowing other family member or friends expectations to, um, to push into what we are choosing to do, you know, like, um, Mm you know, well, what time can we come over or how, you know, it's like, well, no, we'll, I'll let you know, you know, like, like Mm -hmm. we're going to do Christmas Eve by ourselves and, um, you can come over for this amount of time at this time on Christmas day. Um, but that's it. You know, um, Mm -hmm. we, we've really had to, um, boundaries. We've really had to have boundaries around Christmas for our family because of that, you know, because, year to year, we don't know what it's going to feel like. And we don't know how we're going to be feeling, you know, just the grief wise of, of, of Jameson. Um, but also just to set that, like, um, we're, we're changing and making this holiday for us, what we need it to be, you know? And, and sometimes, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, that's a great way to say that, that that's not going to include, other people. And I, and I'm sorry if it's the grandparents or, you know, siblings or, or whatever it it's how it works for us. Um, you know, so, so, so being clear in those boundaries and, and, and saying, you know, it's, it's, it's you, but it's not you. <laughs> well, and, and I think it's really important to say too, Tosh, that you're not doing that to be rude or because no. you don't want to be with that family member necessarily. No. You are doing it out of love. You are doing it out of love for your child, number one for your child. And I think any person who is a parent or has some kind of parental responsibilities, if they can wrap their head around why you are doing it is to protect or to help their child, they will understand. Yeah. And then you're also trying to... Yeah. Go go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, even setting parameters around, you know, like, let's say if it's Christmas, like gift giving, um, you know, because I can yeah. remember a lot of Christmases before Jack's diagnosis and then even shortly after where it was, this is too much. You know, you are overstimulating my child and I am, I will, I will not like, I am. I have drawn the line in the sand. This is not going to happen anymore. And I am the boss. I will say you can and cannot buy my child, you know, this amount of gifts or whatever, because I can see exactly what happens to him every year. And Mm -hmm. that's not fair. That's not him getting to enjoy the holiday season when he's overwhelmed by it, you know, because you think that he needs to have 
X, Y, and Z, or he needs to open 15,000 gifts, or he needs to, you know, do this activity or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. And that goes, and that goes back into like those relatives making the holiday about them, them. and not mm-hmm. your child, right. you know, and we had that problem with Maya. I know you probably get this, like her birthday and Christmas were so close together that she would literally have a pile of gifts in the living room and she would open like one a day for two weeks because it was so much to have mm-hmm. those holidays right next to, you know, to, to each other. And mm-hmm. it was so in Maya's neurotypical and it's like, it was still <laughs> so overwhelming for her that she just couldn't wrap her head around it. And we finally had to put in place like, here is one large thing that she wants mm-hmm. everybody pitch in. Yes. Like she does not need all of these things. And we've sort of had to do the same thing with Gracie too, where like for birthdays we do pitch in and we're going to take her on an experience. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't need more things. Like how can we do this to really honor her and what she really wants, you mm-hmm. know? So having to put boundaries in place with those, with those mm-hmm. relatives who yeah. need to realize it's not about them. That they, yeah, that they, have, they, ha- they have oh. this idea of what, the holiday should be they they think and yeah. and that's not yeah how it and there's there I mean most people are doing that out of love too and you yeah. are you are trying to preserve your child and 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 make the holiday as a special occasion for them in what they can handle or can't handle or whatever and for your family and for that person too that mm-hmm. grandparent or that aunt mm-hmm. or whoever it is you want them to have a good holiday mm-hmm. um, but it's it's all about you have to be very very clear and and. It puts a burden on us as parents to explain things to a certain extent and to to communicate effectively, and that comes with time and effort and you know and building those relationships. Um, it's not always easy. It's not always perfect, but but we have to we have to try. And in my experience, we've been able to have you know fairly decent success. Um, mm-hmm. And and it's. It's not always the first time either. Maybe it's multiple multiple Christmases or you know Easter's or whatever it is, and then we finally kind of find Figuring a groove. It out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we probably need to start wrapping up. Um, I'm gonna just rattle off a couple of things I also found in some research that I just thought were really like good little tips and tricks for holidays. And then if you girls um, start thinking about if you have any like closing thoughts, so. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, one website mentioned um, introducing new smells, textures, and decorations slowly. Mm. And I thought that was a really, really good point. Like they mentioned um, if you're going to be doing a lot of baking and cooking around the holidays um, in the fall and, you know, heading into winter um, and, you know, you could add some like cinnamon to a Play-Doh mix for your child or um, if they're very sensitive to smells so they could possibly get used to some of those those new smells that might be coming up with, you know, holiday treats mm-hmm. um, and just uh, different textures. If you, if you really know you're, if you're going to have pie fest, maybe the week before you grab a couple pies at the store and you have your kid try a couple ahead of time, see if they'll eat them, you know, one-on-one in the comfort of their own home before you mm-hmm. take them to grandma's house for pie. Maybe, maybe that would help. Um, and then decorations too. I I think I want to try this this year for us is instead of all of a sudden you have Halloween or you know Christmas decorations everywhere one morning, um, maybe maybe we just put up the tree one day, and then the next day we put up the stockings, 
And then the next day we put up whatever the wreath on the door or whatever it is. Um, instead of just completely throwing up all these decorations everywhere and then getting mad at your kid when they start <laughs> chucking them across the room because there's so you're things. saying i should start now and <laughs> yes. wants to start now i know i'm giving With, you permission uh, it is all the have yes. jay call me if he's got issues okay, <laughs> okay. all right <laughs> sounds good but yeah but i liked that idea i think i'm going to do that with halloween this year or um with chris definitely with christmas this year um and uh and see if that helps a little bit with, I can, with, I can vouch that's, stuff everywhere. that's basically what I do. That's what I yeah. do. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what I do. Like purposefully or, like, or because you don't put your decorations away, Jean? Uh, my decorations <laughs> are away now, but let's just point in case, case in point. That just teasing. Just I did keep my tree up for like two or three years, not just one, but two. So I know. that did help. That helped, right? Like that helped. And then he was used to it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it was just like, oh, now the tree is gone, right? And even removing them had to be this layered process. But I do know there are some kids on the spectrum who, for them, because they have OCD, as soon as Christmas is over, they want everything down. Mm -hmm. Where my kid doesn't want everything down right away. And it has to be this slower transition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and not so start even birthday, like taking down mm-hmm. birthday decorations. I can't just like take everything down at once. I have to, mm-hmm. when I, and I just did that recently, you know, Lori's stuff had stayed up for a while. Um, he, when I do that, it's just kind of jarring to his system. So I, I, I do endorse that method. Yeah. Um, despite That's my own point. other practices. What happens if you, the parent, is also <laughs> neurodivergent? I'm not and, a psychotherapist. And has OCD and ADHD. <laughs> and takes, do you take do everything do? down uh, the day after Christmas, Tosh? Yeah. Are you a December 26th I am. packer? I am. Oh, I am too. I love it. I love it so much. It makes me so happy. Ugh, no. I'm like, oh my God, no. No. <laughs> I, I just I'm, want everything cleaned up I'm again. I'm drained we'll just have from like, anxiety. Yeah, we'll but just I'm, like oh. it's funny. Yeah, you know, we we, we all do it our own way. But that's we good too. No, knowing that you know, if your child and then you're okay with that, if that's like something that doesn't that feels good to you, then yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. I, I would probably I actually just took keep down Halloween the Easter decorations. <laughs> Did you I just want my house to always look spooky. Your Easter decoration. I just took the. We pen. just well, we need to we need to preface this with you guys. Like the whole first year that we knew Jean, she had two Christmas trees up in her house. Yeah. The whole first. I feel year like you should just Jean. decorate your Christmas trees with all the holidays. And there so are people I did, that do I did. That. I did that. I did no, that. No, no, not like each like year. like it should just be a menagerie of like. All oh, holidays are in all of them. Yes. Oh. So then you're just mm-hmm. ready to go. <laughs> like maybe you have like this little part is Halloween. This little part. Is okay, well that that's making me that's 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 see that doesn't work for my perfectionism. And then you can so. and then you can spin the tree, right? You can. <laughs> well, the- you can get rotating trees. <laughs> yeah, that have like a little motor on the bottom. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Oh I'm gonna gosh. rain it in. Anyways, I'm gonna rain yes. it in. Okay. So another quick little tip is uh, gift giving. Uh, This can apply for birthdays, holidays, anything. Um, If you are concerned about overwhelm or um, even just physically being able to unwrap gifts or to, you know, 
manipulate some some kids have a lot of low muscle tone and it's hard right. for them to open gifts motor skills, yeah. you can practice and um i love this idea of wrapping um familiar toys that are already theirs not giving them gifts like new gifts but just finding stuff around the house and wrapping them up and having them practice unwrapping mm. um uh, not only for the motor skill, but also just just the idea of what you do with the paper and it's a gift and oh we then we show everyone like mm-hmm. like practice i i mean ruby would love that she's i was going to say gracie would really she wouldn't down with that. need practice cuz well, she's got it down but she would just love to do it <laughs> and i and i will say on the other side of that coin if your child if that brings them anxiety you know opening gifts in front of people and um, yeah. that they don't that we don't force that either you, you know absolutely um, not yeah. yeah 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 if the practice doesn't go well then we shelve that and we do that you know yeah. on our own time yes um, another Oh, oh, I knew ahead. in the same the same breath about that is the, uh, what other parents have done. If their kids have anxiety about opening that many gifts or opening a gift at all, I know kids need to know what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I have I know a mom that writes all of the what the items are on the bottom of the gifts so that the mm-hmm. child can qualify it before, it before they open yes. it. Yes, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Which is a huge thing. Adjustment. Yeah, that's a t- adjustment. Off, it's yeah. extra planning for the parents, but like. Talk about removing yourself from the expectation of like, it's a gift. You're not going to know what it is. So you're open out. You have to accommodate your child to whatever is going to make them the most comfortable in those settings. So yeah, I love that. I love that. That's, that's a great idea. And another thing is maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be wrapped. Maybe it's in a Mm -hmm. bag or a different Mm -hmm. way to quote, open the gift. Um, and then another thing that I thought was fascinating, we, we do this kind of already with Austin is um, some, some toys and some things have like packaging around them or it's in a box or mm. it's got like those little twisty ties. Ugh. Take all that stuff off and just put the stuffed animal in a bag or, or whatever you know, it is. Yeah. 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 Or, or a, a, you know, an, an open Amazon box that you just lightly tape on the top so they can actually open it. Um, mm-hmm. Having the stress of like some Fisher price toy that's got all those little things on it and it takes 20 minutes to get it out of the packaging. That can be really anxiety inducing, not only for the child, but for the parent. Okay. So maybe yeah, let me know what to some do of that when off. it comes to Legos. Okay. And then, and then, <laughs> We'll master everything. We'll talk. We just, we'll talk okay. about that. <laughs> there's there's things you could do. You could build it before. I mean, we've done stuff like that mm. with Austin. Um, we've literally uh, one of Austin doesn't really like gifts a whole lot, right? So every Christmas, Austin gets balloons. Oh, and they're I love they're it. blown up and they're just on the floor. Yeah, around the tree, and he loves it, and he's happy to play with those balloons while we open gifts or have breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. once again, changing the experience to fit him and, and it works. So yeah. Um, anyway, so those These are my little all tips. Good. These are all good stuff. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So any final thoughts, ladies? Yes, we do I do. Week? I have oh, been, Jean has final I've thoughts. I've been okay. burning. Oh, burning. Oh, burning. Oh, burning. So Desires. there's an ointment for that, Jean. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's lots of ointments for that. There's lots of medications. That's a personal problem. Um, so the famous quote that is a Buddha quote is the root of suffering is attachment. Mm. And to really keep that in mind that, um, that that is what is, can keep, that that letting go, that surrendering, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, then there's a Gandhi quote that corresponds in the same theme. It says, 
you can't lead a true life without suffering. Mm. Um, so it does also enrich our lives. And now this quote is also a Gandhi quote. And this goes, so when mm. I, I did eight years of acupuncture and what my acupuncturist had me work on was becoming passionately unattached. Mm-hmm. So the Gandhi quote is a burning passion coupled with an absolute detachment is the key to all success. And I completely agree. It is a, it is a muscle you have to learn to practice when you are confronted with what is it that I am attached to that mm-hmm. is keeping me suffering in this moment and not able to move on from it, or mm-hmm. it's causing me to project on others or mm-hmm. be triggered or whatever it is, it's whatever is such grief over is it. coming mm-hmm. up. It's, 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 it all goes back to attachment. So that would be my yeah very, um, you know, spiritual Wise. reflection. Yes. I love it. Of, of, of this conversation and moving into the holiday season, because I know I will need to be practicing that again. And I already am. <laughs> so now you can peek, peek we'll, it. We'll scra- uh, cross stitch that on a pillow for you. Cause that's awesome. Oh. Mm. I love it. Okay. Brittany will cross stitch that on a pillow for you. <laughs> I will. Her free no. time when she's not staying time. up. Don't involve me in that. Cookies. <laughs> How about I just write it on a cookie for you and I'll send it to you. There that you might go. be faster. All, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, cool. Gosh. So let's, let's peek it, ladies. Peak of the weeks. Peak of the week. Yes. I didn't have to ask her to do it. She just did it on her own. I love it. Oh, <laughs> Thank unprompted. You, you just move forward in your IEP goals without <laughs> zero verbal prompts. Not verbal. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> give me a pat attempts. on the back. Pat on the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> All right. Who has a peak that they can tell me about? I need some some good juju. I can. Good I juju. do have a good juju. I have oh, tell good me. juju. So why I brought it down low, I can bring it up high. Uh, so uh, Rory is um, having quite, he's becoming quite the personality at school. And now he, he has this thing where he does it with us and his therapist at home. After he does something, he, he just wants everybody to dance on command. And he really likes them dancing with their animals too. So he really likes mom and pop pop dancing with Riley, uh, their dog. And so now he walks by Mr. Bennett's class, who's his music teacher. And he's like, Mr. Bennett, dance. And Mr. Bennett dances for him. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love it. Off. Mr. Bennett. And he, and, but then he like asks his other, you know, teams and stuff to, to do that. And, um, it's been really like, they're so accommodating to him. Like grandparents day was yesterday. They went and, they allowed him to FaceTime. They also pulled McKenna to, to the FaceTime with the grandparents, which was really enriching for them. And then the last thing is they asked me, like, we have an idea. We want to have your approval to do it. So apparently in the, there's a third grade program every year, like a performance and um, like a theater skit or whatever. And they want to give Rory a line and have him practice it. And so he'll be able to be a part of the larger, you know, third grade body and participate in it. And then they, uh, the one aide has a child that attends the same school and he's already been, as they said, voluntold 
not volunteer, <laughs> volunteered that if Rory is unable to perform the day of, that he would fill that position for Rory. Perfect. So um, I thought that was so, so awesome and so mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Dance. Shannon, Go. Shannon, Tosh, what oh, do we got? It's my turn. Sorry, I'm stretching all my old lady parts. I'm sore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my peak is going to be Gracie <laughs> has a new teacher. So mm-hmm. like three weeks into the brand new school year, I found out that the teacher in her bridge class, which is the special needs class, was a temp. No one told us she was temporary. Um, and Gracie has a new teacher who started this week. And um, she actually sought me out at pickup yesterday and came over and shook my hand and said, I am looking forward to getting an email from you to set up a meeting with me. Oh, and I awesome. was like, this girl's going to be my jam. All the jam. Oh God, I wanted to, but Gracie at pickup is like done. She's oh, ready. Let's okay. go. So she's like taking off towards the Jeep. So I'm like grabbing her backpack and waving and talking as we, you know, yeah, yeah. the Jeep. but, um, but I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So she's probably heard that I do weekly checkups and I'm a yeah. little crazy, but well, no, um, I mean, maybe, maybe she's just on it and she's like, this is how I roll. And you two yeah. are going to be like, and I'm, in- heaven together simpatico Simpatico. i'm I'm here for it so that gave me a little glimmer of hope yesterday so awesome i'll keep you all posted on that that's yeah i'm gonna love it run around in circles and scream in the parking lot so telling you yeah telling you um, so mine is a little bit similar to shannon uh jack has a um apparently a fill-in uh his sped teachers fill in for the fall term. Um, I'm praying that it continues into the rest because it is the first time he's ever had a male teacher besides therapist. Um, and this guy is incredible. He is just like Shannon, just like Shannon was saying, he is like his communication is from the beginning without even having to ask was top notch and, um, was like immediately when I said informal IEP just to like, you know, meet and greet and get on the same page. And he was like, yes, absolutely. Um, just, he is, he is golden, this man. So, I mean, when you get, when you, (laughs) when you get those teachers, you just like, uh, you, you praise them because treasures, they are treasures. treasures. It's not always going to happen, but when it does, you just, you really sit in the, um, gratitude for that, you know? So, so yeah. precious. It's, it's so precious. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I love it. Yep. Awesome. Um, my peak of the week was um, I did a little traveling recently and I got to hang out with my parents for a day, which was awesome. And I got to, I grew up watching like sports. I have brothers and a, a dad who all love sports and, um, and so my dad and I got to sit downstairs in their basement and watch a football game together. And Aww. I love, I love me some college football mm. and, um, I don't, I don't play sports. I'm not athletic, but I enjoy, I can appreciate others. As love athleticism. <laughs> there we go. I said it. And words. I, I can't words, words are hard <laughs> and I can appreciate, like, it's just fun to watch it with somebody who's also You're into excited it. excited about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you feed off of each other's energy and you 
throw your popcorn in the air and you yell at the TV and you cheer. And it, it was just a grand old time. We had a lovely time. It went into double overtime. We were exhausted by the end of it. It was Dang. like 1230 in the morning, but we had the best time. And um, Brittany, go to bed. <laughs> I can't. I can't go to bed. I and, don't. I don't. I don't I don't want to bring down your peak of the week, but can anybody else actually visualize Brittany throwing popcorn in the air? Because I feel like I can. Brittany would be the, the one running around time? picking up each individual kernel. Of course I did. Um, like I'm just over here saying, celebration. Can, I will watch every sporting event if we have popcorn every time. I mean, where, what, what have I been doing? We, like, what is happening? We always have popcorn. We always Come have popcorn. On. And there's always something in the popcorn, like M&Ms or, yeah, there's oh, add-ons. Yeah. What do we have to, to movies? The like, yeah. this makes it so much better. I am doing this. <laughs> you need to watch sports with me sometime. We'll, we'll do Come it. Come yeah. on. But, yeah, we had a blast. So um, get, get yourself <laughs> like a sports – <laughs> Sport, sports watching buddy and and just go for it it's fun or just you could just make good it. snacks like and that. throw popcorn so i mean you could whatever boom i like that that's a jeans <laughs> jeans into that one all right that's jeans well thing. everyone <laughs> shannon shannon's stretching it's time to go shannon's got her legs in the air as we need to cut this <laughs> we now. really appreciate you we hope that this <laughs> we hope that this holiday season um you can find some I don't know if peace is the right word, maybe some peaceful moments, um, some, some good family moments that speak to your soul and, and that you can see happy smiley faces. It's not going to be perfect, but, but hopefully we've given you some thoughts and, um, especially some mental, uh, fortitude to, uh, bring those expectations down to, to where they need to be and, uh, to just enjoy, enjoy those kids. We know that you yeah, love them. And, and in the wise words of Sloan Dillman, do you, boo. Do you. I love it. Let's end with <laughs> that. Um, use with those that, phalanges. We're going to sign off. And <laughs> use those phalanges and write up a nice, nice review. For us. Yes. <laughs> Take your load off those metatarsals and use your phalanges. Take load off those metatarsals. <laughs> We were having some oh my uh, technical thoughts. Okay, we need to we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute everyone just for one moment of seriousness, and that is, you guys, um, you know Instagram, you know Facebook, Apple is the exact same way. So, when it comes to reviews, it really is the only way that we can reach more moms. Unfortunately, it's just like Instagram and their what do they call it, you guys, the algorithm, algorithm. And all that crap. So. So while we love reading reviews from you guys, it really is the only way that we can reach more people and, you know, talk to other moms. So we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a review. Word. As long as it's good. Yeah. Otherwise, email us at justkiddingatmomstalkautism.com. <laughs> deep gratitude. And bye. <laughs> we love you. We, we love, love you. you so much. <laughs> bye. Happy bye. holidays. <laughs> bye.